Good morning, squad. Welcome back to Mad Mizzy Sports Morning Show, the number one spot for everything sports talk, sports news, sports debate in the morning. Hope y'all had a great Monday. We got a beautiful rundown today. Of course, we're going to go back and break down Monday night football of the Chargers beating the Colts 20-3 in Indianapolis. How big of a threat are the Los Angeles Chargers in the AFC playoff race with them clinching a playoff spot last night? Then we got to speak on Nathaniel Hackett being done in Denver. Was he the cause of the problems that was going on in Denver? And who should the Denver Broncos go after as their next head coach? Then before we switch over to the NBA, I'm going to touch on Tua Tagovailoa and him going into concussion protocols again. Will he be able to last in the NFL with him taking on now so many head injuries? Then before I end it off, we got to touch on a nine-game win streak of the Brooklyn Nets. Where does Kevin Durant land in the MVP race? And how big of a threat are the Brooklyn Nets to winning the NBA championship this year? Let's get right into it, gang gang. So let's go back to Monday Night Football. Let's go back to Indianapolis. And what I saw from that game was what I expected. The Chargers came out. They dominated the game. They started off kind of slow, sputtering the wheels a little bit. They were only up, what, like I think 10 to 3 at halftime. Only up 7 points, although they had like two, three interceptions from Nick Foles, who started for the Indianapolis Colts yesterday. Um, just what, what I expected, came out there. Justin Herbert was clearly by far the better quarterback. They were clearly by far the more talented team. Had Joey Bosa coming back for the Los Angeles Chargers yesterday. Derwin James got ejected from the game, but he still got an interception before he got ejected. So he went out there, he did his thing. How big of a threat are the Los Angeles Chargers in the AFC playoff picture? To me, you look at it right now, if the playoffs were to start, the Chargers will be playing the Bengals in Cincinnati. And I'm gonna tell you this, that would be a hell of a game. It would come down to the wire. And if the Chargers were to be able to knock off the Cincinnati Bengals, which to me, I wouldn't say, oh, it's impossible. I would see that being, being very, very much possible. Uh, they. They could go all the way, honestly. You look at them, they are stacked. You got Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, Asante Samuel Jr. That's on the defensive side of the ball. Then you think about on the offensive side of the ball, you got Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert, Mike Williams. They are stacked. You feel what I'm saying? Short stack pancakes at IHOP when you talk about the Los Angeles Chargers. So for me, it's exciting to see them back into the playoffs the first time since what I think 2019. So, hey, listen, like I said, to start off the year, they've been everybody's darling pick ever since Phillip Rivers and Ladanian Tomlinson was the cornerstone players for the Los Angeles, for the then San Diego Chargers. So to me, what I'm expecting from the Los Angeles Chargers, I'm expecting them to come in there and shake up the AFC playoff pitch. I'm going to be honest. Justin Herbert, like I like I just stated, all those names, they're going to come out there and, and most likely get a victory against a team that they probably shouldn't beat. So watch out for those Los Angeles Chargers. Let's move on, though. Let's stay in the AFC West. Nathaniel Hackett being done in Denver, 4-11 in his 15 games. Was it fair to fire him? Yes, it was clearly fair, fair to fire him. When you think about he was coming in as an offensive-minded coach, he was coming in to pair with one of the one of the perceived top quarterbacks in the game, and you had the 32nd ranked scoring offense in the NFL. There's 32 teams in the NFL. You had the worst scoring offense in the NFL with a team that we looked at being a quarterback away from being in the Super Bowl. And you look at their defense. Their defense is Super Bowl ready. They defense Super Bowl ready. You feel what I'm saying? They, I think their defensive backs were ranked the best secondary in the NFL by pro football focus. So when you look at the Denver Broncos, the entirety of them 
and their disappointment lands on Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson just got a $250 million contract extension, a quarter of a billion dollars. So they're not getting rid of him right now. They're not going to eat that contract right now. They might eat it if he can't turn it around next year after they get their head coach, but they're not going to eat Russell Wilson's contract right now. They're going to give him another year. They're going to get Nathaniel Hackett out of there. They had to bring in a game plan coordinator because they were so bad in situational football. Yeah, man, I, I have nothing against Nathaniel Hackett, but he did a terrible job in this first in as a head coach, just like Jeff Saturday. <laughs> With me mentioning Jeff Saturday, who should the Denver Broncos go after as their next head coach? When you think about, like I said, they got Jerry Judy, they got Cortland Sutland, they got some players on the offensive side of the ball. To me, they just got to bring in a coach, an offensive-minded head coach that's going to put it all together. Because clearly, Nathaniel Hackett couldn't do that. So to me, I'm looking at a few different names right now. The top names to me are going to be Sean Payton, Lincoln Riley, and Eric Bieniemy. I mean... <laughs> You got to look at these offensive, innovative minds to get the best out of Russell Wilson, or you will have absolutely no shot in that West. Absolutely no shot going up against Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes. And more specifically, Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, they, they not going nowhere no time soon. They young boys. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm looking at Sean Payton, Lincoln Riley, and Eric Bieniemy as the head coaches that the Denver Broncos will target. Let's move on, though. Let's touch on Tua Tagovailoa entering a concussion protocol again. Missed two games already this year. Will Tua Tagovailoa be able to survive in the NFL? When you look at his rookie year, he missed seven games. You look at last year, he missed five games. You look at this year, he's missed already two games. He might miss another game this weekend. And then you think about he's got the concussion issues now. So to me, you already see he's having an issue staying healthy just in general with his slender frame, his small body and all that. Then you're seeing now you're bringing in Mike McDaniel and an offensive innovative system, but he's still holding on to the ball and he's, taking, he's still taking some of those hits and him being so small, he's getting some concussion. So to me, I, I hope that Tua Tagovailoa can get this situated, but if this continues to rear its head moving into next year, then I, I don't see how he will feel comfortable going out there and putting his body on the line. You feel them? That's your head, man. You get what I'm saying? That's your head. So as much as you want to compete, as much as you want to live up to your draft status, as much as you want to live up to the hype, put yourself first and your well-being first. You get what I'm saying? Put your health and your well-being first because that concussion that was earlier, that, that was against the Cincinnati Bengals, that was one of the worst hits or one of the worst reactions I've seen to a hit ever. One of the worst reactions I've ever seen to a hit in my time watching football. So, listen, I want Tua to be okay, but I, I, I'm not I'm not seeing it looking too well right now. He might be leaning towards being injury prone right now. So let's move on though. Let's touch on the NBA. Let's touch on the Brooklyn Nets winning nine straight games. 125-117 went over the Cleveland Cavaliers last night. Third in the Eastern Conference. 32-9-5 from Kevin Durant. 32 points from Kyrie Irving. KD and Kyrie Irving are averaging 60 points per game during this win streak. The best in the NBA. Best duo in the NBA. Shooting 55% from the field during this win streak. Best in the NBA. 9-0 in the NBA. Best in the NBA. So so to me, I'm, I'm looking at this and where does Kevin Durant stack up as far as MVP? To me, he's in that top tier of MVP conversations. You feel what I'm saying? He's up there with Nikola Jokic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Jason Tatum. When you look at the numbers from Kevin Durant this year and you look at the way they've been winning of late, 
And we haven't been speaking on it because they haven't had any nationally televised games really throughout this nine-game win streak. And that's probably been the most beneficial thing to the Brooklyn Nets is that they haven't been able to worry about anything else. All right, we about to be playing on ESPN. We about to play on TNT. We about to have all these extra media people. No, they just focusing on basketball. And Jacques Vaughn has come in there and really made that a focus is basketball and winning games. I, I, I absolutely am loving what I'm seeing from the Brooklyn Nets right now. How big of a threat are they to winning the NBA title this year? To me, they're, they're right up there with the, with the top teams. Uh, they probably shouldn't be favorited to win the NBA title like they were the first two years that they got together, but they're right up there with the top, I'm going to say, six teams with the best odds to win the championship this year. You think about the Denver Nuggets, you think about the Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics, the Golden State Warriors, Brooklyn Nets. Maybe the Memphis Grizzlies are in that area, but when you think about Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving being the leaders in the forefront for the Brooklyn Nets, that's what, to me, puts them in that top echelon of the top tier teams because you got two championship players as your top two players. So when you got Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving as your top two players and they're fully engaged into the game, you have a good shot of winning it all. So I'm going to say that the Brooklyn Nets have a very, very good chance of winning it all this year. I mean, it's all going to come down to injuries, of course, and then small things. To me, I just like the fact that they're rounding back into that form of how they lost against the Milwaukee Bucks two years ago instead of the form that they were last year where they got swept by the Boston Celtics. Just like if you lose because your foot is on the line, that's different than going out there and not getting a game. You get what I'm saying? So I love what I'm saying from the Brooklyn. That's the competitive nature going out there, just winning, running it, running it up, not hearing nothing coming out of Brooklyn. You feel what I'm saying? You you don't hear nothing coming out of Brooklyn, even nothing positive about the win streak. You feel what I'm saying? So they, they are locked in right now, and it's very impressive. It's very, very impressive that that Eastern Conference, listen, Giannis, Jason, it ain't going to be just y'all two. Brooklyn is coming. Brooklyn is coming, and I think the Cleveland Cavaliers and the, and the Philadelphia 76ers will have something to say about the Eastern Conference playoffs, but I think the top three teams in the East right now are the Milwaukee Bucks, the Brooklyn Nets, and the Boston Celtics. Let me know what y'all think, though. Monday Night Football recap. Chargers beat the Colts 20-3 in Indianapolis. How big of a threat are the Los Angeles Chargers in the AFC playoff picture? Nathaniel Hackett being done in Denver. How fair was this firing? And who should the Denver Broncos look at as their next head coach? And with Tua Tagovailoa entering concussion protocol again this year, missing two games already, missed five games last year and seven games this rookie year, will Tua Tagovailoa be able to survive in the NFL moving forward? And the last topic before we end it off, the Brooklyn Nets nine-game win streak beating the Cleveland Cavaliers last night in Cleveland, 125-117, 32-9-5 and from Kevin Durant. Where does Kevin Durant stand in the MVP race? And how big of a threat are the Brooklyn Nets to winning the championship this year in the NBA? Let me know what y'all think. Mad Mizzy Sports Morning Show, like comment, share, subscribe, listen, alert, Mizzy World Entertainment. Gang.